Welcome to The Water Tower, a podcast that's a sort of spiritual reservoir or backup plan for anyone who might just need a little extra encouragement to make it through the week. I'm your host, Lee Younger from Christ Community Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. And if you stick with us all the way to the end, you'll hear a full list of credits, including ways to contact us. For now, enjoy episode 56 called An Elusive Art by me. This is Nina Livingood, and I want to share something from Ecclesiastes 8 and 9. It says this, So I commend the enjoyment of life, because nothing is better for a man under the sun than to eat and drink and be glad. Then joy will accompany him in his work all the days of life God has given him under the sun. Go, 
eat your food with gladness and drink your wine with a joyful heart, for it is now that God favors what you do. Always be clothed in white and always anoint your head with oil. Enjoy life with your wife, whom you love, all the days of this meaningless life that God has given you under the sun, all your meaningless days. For this is your lot in life and in your toilsome labor under the sun. Pray with me. Hey God, uh, man, did I need to hear that. I can get so caught up throughout the day and at work and not not have joy and not give myself and those around me enough grace. Um, that scripture feels like a breath of fresh air and I just wanna say thank you. Thank you for the joys that you give us on earth and the reminder that this is not our home. Amen. Thanks guys. Sit, sit.
So I've started practicing something new this year. Let me just say from the jump, this is not a resolution. I'm not good at those. I'm probably among the first to let a couple cheat days shipwreck a diet or leave an uncompleted jigsaw puzzle on the table for like nine months. No, this is not a resolution. I'm not resolved about really anything. I'm just practicing. It sounds weird and... Maybe it's a little disorienting at first, I guess, but I've started practicing joy. Okay, let me begin by saying I'm new to this. I'm not a pro at it. And if in the next few minutes I offer advice or tips, it's only as an absolute novice. As I said, I'm just practicing. I don't know about you, but sitting here at the end of what has undoubtedly been a singular year in all our histories, I realize that I'm different now. Looking back, I think at a certain point I realized that I was changing in ways I didn't exactly love. In sensing that the other side of the coronavirus would find me altered, I have been longing for a positive change. I'm grasping for a post-vaccinated version of me that I would be glad to unleash onto the scene of a healed and open world. Looking in the mirror at myself, I think the thing I'm most longing to see is a whole heck of a lot more joy. I don't think I'm alone in that desire either. It's my opinion that we're all looking for some joy. Not only that, we're hoping the other people in our lives are looking for some joy or found some joy as well. I mean, it's implied right there in that first question we always ask each other, isn't it? How's it going? How are you? How's your day been? See, if you're anything like me, you mindlessly answer that question. Great, fine, or pretty good. We all kind of greet each other with the hope that we might find some joy in that person's answer. Lately, I've been thinking, what if I could start to answer that question honestly? And not mindlessly, but thoughtfully, with a firm grasp on exactly how the day is really going, or how my heart is actually feeling. That's a nice thought, but... Of course, the huge problem with that idea is that this year has largely sucked. And it has sucked for a ton of us in almost every area of life. I don't need to retrace the litany of problems and issues we're all facing either. You know why this has been a tough time. And yet, 
in the midst of all that, Scripture has this stubborn insistence on joy. The Old and the New Testament are both united in their witness that people who know the Lord should feel and experience joy. And the weird part is, this prescription of joy is not about repression. It's, it's not saying, act like you're happy even if you're not. The Bible is not a book that promotes pretending. Quite the opposite. The scriptures are full of people who honestly and unreservedly vent their complaints, confusions, and pains to God. God welcomes this kind of honesty, and he goes so far as to enshrine it in the pages of his sacred text. People yell at God and question God freely in the Bible, and yet, even still, the Bible says we should be joyful. So what do we do? How does a person live through a difficult, sad, and harrowing year with total honesty and yet still manage to rejoice? Well, not to beat a dead horse here, but I think it's going to take some practice. Let me say that I did not merely stumble upon this thing. This wasn't just my idea. I kind of got my practice plan, if you will from an old man in the scriptures who was looking back on his life and giving this sort of retrospective, kind of like a TED talk for the ages from the distant past of an ancient world. This book in the Bible is called Ecclesiastes, and it was written or spoken by Solomon, who was the son of King David and was himself king of Israel. When Solomon said or wrote the words of Ecclesiastes, he was an old man looking back on what was undoubtedly a wild life. First off, Solomon was rich, like rich beyond imagining. He was powerful, brilliant, creative, curious, and had this kind of crazy insatiable appetite for whatever life had to offer. At one point in Ecclesiastes chapter two, he says, I denied myself nothing my eyes desired. I refused my heart no pleasure. (laughs) Okay. In other words, whatever people long for in this world, this dude had it. Whatever anyone ever desired because they thought it would make them happy or give them a sense of personal fulfillment or importance, he got it made it, built it, bought it, found it, tasted it, tried it, owned it, coined it, patented it, or became it. He filled up on absolutely everything. And at the end of all that, looking back, he has this to say, it was all garbage. Literally, the opening paragraph of his TED Talk starts like this, meaningless, meaningless. Solomon did it all. And his official Yelp review of the finer things of life and the funnest things in the world is a resounding thumbs down. A one-star review from the one guy who had it all and was honest enough to tell us what it was like. In the midst of this massive bummer of a memoir, Solomon says this, so I commend the enjoyment of life. Wait, what? The enjoyment of life? You just got through saying the whole thing is meaningless. What do you mean the enjoyment of life? But he insists. He gets specific and says, enjoy your food, enjoy your wine, enjoy your wife, enjoy your life, your little life. You don't need the best. You don't need the most. You don't need accolades or trophies. You don't need to be eternally famous. None of that stuff pays out. 
You don't even need to be insulated from everything terrible. You just need a skill that almost no one has. Ready for it? Right here, in the middle of a difficult existence, in a fallen world, in a normal, not amazing situation, can you master the elusive art of enjoying your day, today, whatever it may be? say it's an elusive art because I'm personally not that good at it. Or I'm not that good at it yet. I am practicing. Usually I'm joyful when amazing things happen, when good surprises unfold and bad things end or go away. But I'm aiming at something else here. I want joy every day. So here's what I'm doing about it. I'm taking old man Solomon's advice. I'm learning how to enjoy little, normal things in my everyday slog. He said, enjoy your food, enjoy your wine, enjoy your wife. All right, let's try that. My personal practice regimen goes like this. When I start my day, I brush my teeth first, I make coffee second, and then I pause to remember. I think back on yesterday, and I ask my brain and heart to bring some snapshots into focus. What were the tiny, acute moments from yesterday that I actually liked? Was there a conversation or just a momentary laugh or a glance in that conversation that brought me some joy? Was there a sandwich or an egg roll or a slice of pizza in which one of those bites was just ridiculously fantastic? Was there a hug from my kids or a smooch from my girl that stood out like a tiny little pearl of joy from an otherwise completely normal, difficult, frustrating, or, or just whatever kind of day? Okay, grab the memory of that moment. Hold it up. Look at it. Write it down. Now write down as many as you can from yesterday. Here are a few random moments of mine from last week. That funnel cake Nora made from scratch. Brianna's kickball home run. Figuring out that one jazz chord on my mandolin. Winning a Fortnite game with Jack and Charlie and Silas with ease. Watching our dog Yoshi run full tilt. Getting that James Taylor song stuck in Potsy's head on purpose. <laughs> Holding Anna in the driveway in the dark. All my kids singing along to in the heights at full volume and Christy telling me I'm cute. <laughs> now this is not the record of like the standout greatest days of my life or anything. These were just brief moments and otherwise completely normal days that I lived last week. And a couple of those days actually really sucked for one reason or another. They, they were not fun. And yet I'm practicing this elusive art of learning to enjoy my life one little pearl at a time. I look back, I remember those moments. I enjoy them all over again. I thank the God who gave them to me. I finish my coffee and I head out into another fairly normal day. Okay, now this is where it got surprising for me and, and actually really cool. 
You see, a super interesting thing started to happen. It's something I didn't count on. I started remembering, which led me into gratitude, and that was cool. But the sweetness of that little routine has grown. This early morning process of intentional joy and gratitude gave birth to something else. That is, I'm starting to recognize these pearls of joy more clearly while they're actually happening. It's as if the memory of yesterday's joys has made me excited to recognize today's joys right now, in real time. You see, I know that tomorrow I'm going to want to think about what was good in today, so as a result, I'm starting to see them more clearly in the moment they're happening and file them away for tomorrow morning, which makes me kind of double enjoy them. Wow. Again, I'm only practicing. It's an elusive art, and it's not foolproof. I didn't win the lottery or watch all my problems disappear or have all my questions answered or wounds healed. No, I'm still living normal days in the middle of the COVID crisis, just like everyone else. But, and this is real. I enjoy my food more than I did three weeks ago. I'm actually laughing more. Music is better and more fun. Conversations are starting to mean more. No kidding. Why don't you try it? Right here in the coronavirus, I commend the enjoyment of life. first song today was Gadsby Hymn 593 by Neil Carpenter. My friend Nina Livengood read our scripture and prayed for us. The second song was Cast My Cares by Jed Brewer. I brought us a word from the book of Ecclesiastes in chapters 8 and 9. Our benediction was from Numbers chapter 6 by Christy Younger. Musical score was Elevated by Swum used by permission with musicbed.com. You are hearing this because of Ian Gerthard, a dude who's like the miraculous catch your team needed at the perfect moment in the fourth quarter to pull out that Super Bowl victory. And our intro and outro music was by the one and only Jed Brewer of The Bridge Chicago. If you have any feedback on any episode or just want to get in touch, please feel free to write to us anytime, watertowerpodcast at gmail.com, or follow us on Twitter at watertowerpod. Thanks for listening, and may the living water fill you up.